Welcome to episode 785 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, David Dylan Duncan Bray, Ben Funky Askren, and James Dean Raider, who owes Jerry Lewis an apology. And it's so funny. So yesterday, if you didn't listen, you should go back and listen. It was a fine show with Shane. We talk, Somehow Jerry Lewis came up, and then... JD made all these comments about, you know, things he had done, like tried to kill Elvis and married a 13-year-old. Turns out, none of that is true about the comedian Jerry Lewis. So, JD, I've uh, I've teed you up for your apology. <laughs> come, come on, bended knee to the Lewis family, please. Look, my apologies. Jerry Lewis, uh, look, he's a little pre-my time. Uh, so, when you say Jerry Lewis, my mind immediately goes to the musician, um, <laughs> who is so current? The guy's like eighty-five, <laughs> but keep going. Is yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not watching you know old comedy. I, I didn't watch his muscular dystrophy TV specials. Uh, that was pre my time. So uh, yeah, he's probably not a murderer and an ancestral pedophile. Uh, but <laughs> man, an ancestral pedophile. That is a really bad look, he, label. Look, he's got some skeletons in his closet. I'm not going to get into it because I, wow. I don't believe in that kind of thing. Uh, but you you can look you can look into it if you want. Maybe he's not the saint everybody came after my neck was saying he was. <laughs> I love that you. He's like I'm not gonna go there. He's like I'm not the one to make accusations. But uh, you know, like yesterday. Well, Jerry Lewis was a con- <laughs> was convicted of such things. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, so he he did marry his 13 year old first cousin, Oof. Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, but Jerry Lewis did not. So that's how we have to open this show. Very important show, Ben. He gets the Iron Man Award today for getting on the late night flight up at 6 a.m. Of course, he probably had no choice of being up this early based on what I just saw. His entire family's already awake, so it was going to happen one way or the other. Yeah, I'm here. I, I said I almost kidnapped Mark Bader at the airport last night, tried to bring him on the show this morning. He uh, he didn't go along with it, unfortunately. Well, next time, I mean, to me, that just says you're losing some of your powers of physical intimidation, Ben. Right. You one time... Uh, hey, that kind of speaks to our, our roofer challenge, Christian. One time, Mark Bear said I couldn't cradle him. I think it was 30 seconds, though, but I cradled his ass in 30 seconds. Dang. Yeah, yeah the roofer challenge. Man, you you had a, you called me yesterday all excited. Oh, my God. I could not stop laughing because I was thinking about the UFC 3 promos where the dudes were just, like, saying just wild stuff. Like, Tell, tell the people what you're talking about. Well, I thought, listen, we talk about roofers all the time here, and I got a little excited. And I thought, you know, you know what's fun sometimes? It's fun to watch people who actually aren't good at things. So we just we only watch wrestlers who are good at things. <laughs> so if we had a whole bunch of bums they're trying to wrestle each other, it might be highly entertaining. So I think we should start the Christian Piles Roofer Challenge. I love it. The blue collar invitational, there's a lot of names. I think we could get, you know, yeah. like um you know, some, you know, tool companies on board. Maybe Home Depot sponsors it. We can get Lowe's. Absolutely. We can start a bidding war between just, the two. Yep. Just a league full of roofers, or are they wrestling somebody good? No, no, no. 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 Well, we have two multiple ideas. Yeah, we got to that, that's so, so the first the first idea is we just have like a, a eight-man bracket full of just, you know, blue-collar guys. And I, I said, I don't want anyone under 180 pounds. I want the, yeah. I want the big <laughs> manual laborers. 
slugging it out. Okay, one. But Ben had another really good idea. A couple, uh, a couple really, really good ideas that would involve some elite wrestlers that I think could be interesting. Yeah, so I think you could do uh, like how many roofers could Jordan Bros take down in ten minutes, and just let this thing go out there one after the other. There's a good chance in ten minutes we run out of roofers. We need a, we would need several different unions involved. Let's just go to the day laborer line. There's people waiting around the block. Just say, hey, we got a job for you. It's going to always take you about ten seconds. Ten seconds max. And then uh, we can also do, can any roofer last a minute with Adam Kuhn? Yeah. <laughs> just, I can see, I can just envision like Adam Kuhn just chasing these guys around the mat. Just getting a hold of them. Makes me like, I, I would like to see a bully beatdown situation. Remember that? That's a concept that worked. Oh that was, my gosh, I forgot about that. Mayhem ex- Miller. Explain it. There was, there was this MTV show and I can't remember who the fighter was. Who was the fighter? Justin Mayhem Miller. And well, so they like, no bunch of guys did like Tyron Woodley did it one time. There was a bunch of fighters yeah. who did that. So oh wow! They Ooh. would they would get these people to submit videos. The most embarrassing part was the guys that had to admit on camera like how they'd been bullied by like some guy in their neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they would tell these stuff. and these are adults. Yeah, they talk about this about bully getting swirlies. <laughs> yeah. So then then uh, the, these bullies are like like you guys were talking about on the show. They way overestimate their toughness and and so. They're willing to step in the cage with these MMA fighters because it's like if they last a certain amount of time, they get, yeah. they get money. Or they start with like $25,000 and then after every like, you know, every, every minute they last, they get or – they, or every minute they don't last, they lose some of the money or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But they always just get completely annihilated and it was so funny. <laughs> or think about – They're tough for a while. It's yeah. really hilarious. Or think about like a reality show situation. You bring in like eight to sixteen, uh, you know, blue collar workers. You get you have two like actual coaches and do like an ultimate fighter style thing. There you go. Imagine we're drafting the drafting the roofers, drafting the masons, lining them up, coaching them up for a couple weeks, and then uh, putting some matches on. The possibilities yeah. are endless, and I am really certain are. that people would watch this also. I, I would absolutely watch. Like, listen, I might be more excited to watch the Roofer Challenge than I am some of these weights at the U.S. Open this weekend. <laughs> some of the weights at the U.S. Open are the Roofer Challenge. Yeah, yeah as, part, as part of it. Um, yeah, th- so there are some weights that are not as cool, but there are some weights that are super awesome. We we choose to focus on those. Um, well, the wow, did the we? Juniors, they're going to steal the show. I promise you this. That's that seems uh, factually accurate. Um, one last, did we read the comment that Jerry Lewis raised $2.5 billion for mus- muscular dystrophy Jeez. research? He better have, man. My parents made me watch those telethons all the time. <laughs> just sit down. Like, can this guy just get to his goal so we can watch something else? Come on. Mom, call Jerry. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Hey, so before we get into the open stuff, we've got news. News on news. Um, better have- we didn't get news dumped at all. Because uh, we're getting to talk about it. Dom Demas to Cal Poly. Big news. Oh, I, I kind of knew that for a long time. Okay, Secret Santa. Moment. Thanks a lot. Well, Thanks for the heads you know, up. I keep secrets pretty well. Yeah, you do. You're, you're a vice lock. Um, unless you unless someone doesn't tell you it's a secret, in which case there's a chance you'll tweet, tweet it within 10 minutes. Yes, that's true. That's a fact. Part of the fun of being friends with Ben. Okay, so that's big. Big for them. Uh, you know, they've done well with transfers. They had... Evan Wick come in there. And now yep. Dom Demas, excited for him. They're going to have a pretty scrappy lineup next year. They are indeed. Um, unfortunately, Evan's gone, but Truax is back. That guy's super, super good. Uh, Dom Demas, 
along with a host of lamers. They'll never run out of lamers. Even though one went to Michigan, they still have a lamer surplus. So, yeah, good get for him. Sort of out of left field for me. I had no idea. I did. I guess I never really heard where he was even looking. So, Cal Poly just was not on the radar, but good for them. Do you know what? what is there a connection there? What's up? Is there a connection there? I don't know. No, I asked Tristan. I don't know what the connection is uh, at all. I think he just went there and he really liked it, and that was it. There it is. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then Luca Wick comes out next year. So I, you know, I don't even know how they'll fit all these guys in the lineup. And then they have uh, Adam Kemp, who had a pretty good year back. So they, yeah, they got a pretty tough lineup. Yeah, that is salty. Mm-hmm. Um, then Rocky Jordan, the Tennessee Chattanooga, to finish up. Uh, going to be a mock wrestle for Coach Rochelle. Good get for for UTC. Sure. And I don't. I, I assume he's going to be a 84, but he could go 97. I think he fits for UTC either way. But happy to see him find a landing spot. And then the biggest news: oh. Thomas Gilman, Kyle Dake, and Force Malnari accept their final X bids, and. Dake, um, g- great to see his name, right? Because, you know, I haven't, haven't seen him for a bit. Forrest was expected. Were you nervous or something for a little bit? Well, I, I, well these guys, a- they, you know, they're, they, they get me nervous. They talk about it. They speculate. I'm like, what? No, he's going to. But then, you know, they, they plant the seed that, like, oh, maybe, maybe he doesn't want to. But he's forced. And Gilman. Gilman was a question mark in that, you know, it, his post-Olympics interviews, like, maybe I'll go up. Maybe I'll go up to 61 or even 65 sometimes. When you're the re- returning world champ and you're on this heater, I think yeah, it makes a lot sure of sense. Stick at, stick at that weight. And uh, he's going to do it. So more spots locked up for Final X. Team USA is going to have a, a really good squad. Excited to see who ends up coming out of these weights to challenge these uh, these guys and, get, and Forrest. But, yeah, so that's the, that's the major news. Now on to uh, – we have David here because – he knows a lot about wrestling, particularly these U seventeen U twenty brackets. So why don't you uh, why don't we kick it to Bray briefly and give us the give us the high level why you're so excited? Yeah, well, I, yeah. I think U seventeen is is the one that I've been thinking about the most. And big thing is recruiting. It's going to open up in a couple months, and this event is going to be one that I think shifts a lot of the perception around these guys, and and so. This event is gonna is gonna determine, I think, which guys are getting phone calls right away, and so there are a bunch of the big boarders in action from 2024 Big Board. Um, Joe Seeley, I can't wait to see this guy in this bracket. He's the favorite, I think, at 71 kilos, and he, I think, he's pretty well known. I think people are are somewhat familiar with him, but I still feel like I have too many conversations with people who who don't know enough about Joe Seeley and his attack rate and his variety of attacks, and so I think that's gonna be on display this weekend. David, uh, of note, David has him as the number one overall recruit for his his class. Is it 2024 or 2025 class? 2024. Okay. Yeah, what do you think about him? Have you watched him much, Ben? Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, he beat one of my guys last year, and I I was was very impressed. He was good. Yeah, he's he's good. He's going to be really fun. He'll have probably his biggest test is is Ladarian Lockett in the bracket. Um, he won U15s last year, just a freshman for Stillwater High School, and and really tough. But that's looking like it could be a final. Although 
I mean, the, the way that the U-17 brackets fall, we don't know. There's not seeding. It's separation criteria. So um, not sure if they'll be on the same side of the bracket or not. But that is a match that I hope we see in the finals. And uh, and it could be really fun. So, hey. yeah. Hey, what about this take? I thought I, I, so I looked at you guys just updated all the big boards. Uh, shout out big boards. You guys go check them out. Uh, the class of 2024 for me feels better than the class of 2023. Like mm. already, like if you did a wrestle off, like I don't know, the class of 2024 may have a chance of winning. And despite the fact they're younger, they're really a bunch of good dudes in here. Yeah. yeah so let's, let's compare and contrast here. So, well, dang, right Is off it, the gate, I don't know, man. This, this top, in, I'm not the high school expert here, but Chidham Carroll Shapiro. He's like a really well, freaking tough top. Yes, yeah, so they already got a number one at Jordan. They already have a number one at uh, Gibson. Ferrari's number two. So there's a bunch of just, like dudes that read, I didn't recognize right at the bat that were super highly ranked in their weight class. Yeah, maybe I'm crazy. What do you think? Uh man, that's a good question. I I like both these classes a lot. Uh, Chidham. So the top top five for 2023: Chidham, Carroll, Shapiro, Welsh, Jezaroga. Out of that group. You've got a world champ in Shapiro. You've got a world bronze medalist in Jezaroga. Um, Rocco Welsh has, has done it at a high level for a long time. Christian Carroll, total beast. Chittam, I mean, he's he seems like he's been around forever. And then 2024, Sealy, Ferrari, Gibson, Shunky, Davino. I think right now 2023 maybe has the edge, but in in a year, it, like long-term perception, you may, you may be right. That's, okay. 2024 group is it's really tough. Hmm. Yeah, and then the other thing I just noticed, I'm, I'm don't, not taking this too far off track, but tell me if I'm crazy here. 2025, I just looked at those that big board. It feels like it's all Pennsylvania and New Jersey. A lot of them, for sure. Like, in the, like there's a run from, I'm, I'm just clicking on hold, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. They're all from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. interesting because Pennsylvania is kind of uh... – like they had the one year there was no Pennsylvania guys at who's number one, I think, and no number ones, which is like so yeah. crazy now. But as as everyone could have very easily predicted, that would not be for long. It's there's yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah, it does. It has these it has these kind of waves of guys that come through. Like the the group that's just graduating, the older guys at PIAA's, um, mm-hmm. not quite as good as they've been historically. But you can see this freshman group that's coming through is really really tough and so i i think we are going to see a, a piaa resurgence jd and i were talking about that we went to that event and when we went for the first time back in 2020 there there were i like i don't know 45 ish top 20 kids in the in the tournament this year there were i think under 30 like 29 27 something like that wow. um but but you can just see that freshman group they're going to be they're going to be repopulating there. They're, so they're, they're reloading uh, PA is. And you can see it in that 2025 big board. I mean, the top two of Duke and Knox, I mean, how how good and polished are those guys already as freshmen? You know, just wrapping up their freshman yep. season. I, so, I, uh, so in that big board, in the top 18, there's only one that's not in the, you know, northeast New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, or New York, which is Ladarian Lockett. Otherwise, everyone in the top 18 is – up in that corner of the United States, it feels really strange. It is strange. There is also a, a little. I, I think Pennsylvania, in particular, has has 
like a more well-developed structure for getting guys to compete against other high-level guys young. And so it is easier to know yeah. more. It's easier to know more about those guys early, especially – yeah, I think about the, the way that the national landscape has kind of been shifted the last couple of years and people not knowing what's going to go on with COVID and, and things like that. But, I mean, you look at the results and you look at who's winning, who's been winning U15s and uh, last year and who's been performing well at Fargo and it's, it's these Northeast guys right now. East Coast, baby. There's a guy from Grundy in there. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Wyatt Bush. <laughs> That's a Grundy name right there, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but thinking about that, that 2024 group that's going to, you know, their phones are going to start ringing in June. Um, Seeley sure. is going to be in there. I, I think he's a favorite. I think he's going to have a good weekend. Uh, but then number three, Mason Gibson. This is a guy that, that as a name that people have been saying, probably he may be the guy that people are most familiar with in this class. But he is in a complete meat grinder of a tournament, and the thing with him is he's he's been the favorite before. Last year at Fargo, I think last year at the trials, a lot of people circled him to win, but he hasn't got it done on a in a big tournament like this yet. Um, so that that's going to be a very interesting weight class to follow. Fifty five is just I mean, it's insane how how he's, tough that uh, tournament is. I forget which Clark had beat him at, at Fargo last year. Is it Ky Kyler? Kyler. Kyler. Kyler, is He's he going to be in that good. same bracket, or did he move up away class? Yeah, Kyler's going to be in that. Uh, no, no, hold on. Kyler moved up. Kyler moved up. But Adrian Meza is the one I'm thinking of. His teammate from from Valiant Prep. Right. He's Fargo, another Fargo champ. He's in here. There, there are so many guys. I mean, there are I think five Fargo finalists in that bracket. Um, it, Nate Jezaroga is a world medalist. Ben Devino is going to be the complete like hand grenade thrown into the bracket because he doesn't have any any separation criteria because he didn't mm -hmm. wrestle at Fargo last year um didn't why, wrestle why at U15 Fargo last year I I don't know for sure I'm not sure why he didn't he may I, could have been injury I'm not sure but he I mean he won U15s last year and beat Anthony Knox in the best of 3 he gave Jezroga everything he wanted at Super 32 in a really fun match he's he is right there he's number 5 in the country but no separation criteria so he could end up anywhere, and he could he could mess this whole thing up. Um, then you got Kale Lauritsen, who was in the finals at the, this event last year. Insane. Leo DeLuca, Fargo champ. Vinny Kilkiri, gunslinger. Uh, Drew Gorman. Have you been watching this kid, Gorman, lately, Ben? No. I haven't. Where's he at? Ben doesn't have small people on his team. He's a size us. No, I don't have small people. Dude, yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, we got to talk about your guys when we get up to the bigger weights, but – Drew Gorman, he's a he's a Georgia kid. He's a freshman. Was like a Doc B finalist this year. Solid season, but he's had some really good results in freestyle already. At the Elite Eight duels, he beat Jake Craps, who was a Super Thirty Two finalist, and then he beat the the guy from Kazakhstan at Journeyman, who beat Jezeroga last year at Worlds. So he's got a win over a world medalist and coming on at the right time. And and you know he's another guy that I think could be a big time make a big time impact on this bracket. And then you got the eighth graders, Jax Forrest and Sam Herring from Bishop McCourt. Those Let's guys are Sam. both super tough that, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. So, so Mason Gibson right now, number three on the big board, 2023. Um, and, and Ben DeVino's on there too. Uh, they're, they're all, you know, recruiting wise. I think you're going to, you're going to get a, you get a big glimpse of them. Yeah. Far and away. Yeah, I just watched uh, this DeVino guy. He was at the, um, 
Illinois tournament we were at. He kind of he, he <laughs> one of my guy. My guy's not great. He was uh, like I think state placer maybe, but to be know freaking hammered him. It was it was impressive. Yeah, and I something about him too. He's another guy that doesn't seem to cut much weight. I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to him about it, but I think he's a guy that focuses on wrestling, wrestling positions, developing, and and doesn't doesn't worry too much about about the weight cut and and so he moved up to 120 last year and i think that there's probably a chance that he would have won more matches if he stayed at 113 but i don't think that mattered to him and i kind of like that i think you know that that focus on development has probably been good for him um yeah he's good and then number six on the big board zach Ryder was a fargo champ at 152 last year and he wrestled combination of 52 and 60 this year but he's he's now up to 80 kilos and that 80 kilo bracket well is, part of it though is that the, the way they do it is so freaking stupid because, yeah 71 to 80 yeah it's 156 to 180 uh 176 it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's so dumb so he's so he, so he had to go up and uh i i'm very curious what he looks like in this field he's he won fargo last year but that was one of his first freestyle tournaments at all and i i know that he spends more a lot more time developing in in folk style than he does freestyle and he's got he's got some hammers freestyle wise in this bracket a couple of them are awa guys uh mirasola and sinclair how are you feeling about those guys heading into the weekend uh really good i mean the bracket's good but i definitely feel like they can uh make the team uh we got we got gabe arnold obviously is a big threat that weight class zach Ryder. Uh, there's someone else really good also. I don't recall, but you know, Jude Sinclair, Correa, who Jude Correa, he's, Jude Correa. He, he's a total, like he's a big mystery too. De- hasn't wrestled a ton of freestyle. So he doesn't have separation criteria. He's like Davino at 55. He's ranked fifth <clears throat> in the country and, and has no, you know, no separation criteria could end up anywhere. And he's a, you know, absolute beast. So, um, Jude Correa yeah. is another guy. Correct me if I'm wrong, David. He goes to Wyoming Sim, but he's not from Pennsylvania. I think Korea originally is from PA. Is he? I can't remember, but that could be another reason why it's uh, north. Oh, uh, that yeah, big yeah. board is northeast heavy. Yeah, that's true because you, it's the state. It's the state where they go to school, and that's that's not always that right. state they're actually yeah. from. Yeah. Um, Sinclair and uh, Mirasola, they both lost to the same guy who was a junior bronze medalist at. Um, at the journeyman Sinclair lost five, four, I think it was. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited about these guys. I, do, do they, will they try to separate teammates? Ben, do you know, will they keep them on the I opposite side? I hope so. I mean, they both were third placers at Fargo last year. So that should, you know, that should get some type of criteria I would think. Yeah. We did a, we did a little, like little whiteboard war looking at if you were going to seed it, where would they end up? And, and, um, if they if they were seated, uh, I think they would probably be on opposite sides based on you know seats. But like you know, they don't like seat said, it though, correct? They don't seat it. It's just separation criteria, and they they have the identical. Actually, Mirasola has has a higher separation criteria because he was in the finals of this event last year against yes, James Rowley. Second to Rowley. Yep. So so he's got he's in that separation criteria number two. Um, but there are five guys in this bracket that are in separation criteria too, because they've either been in the finals at Fargo or at this event. Dang. Yeah, Pretty it's crazy. Good. Gabe Arnold, Zach Ryder, um, Mirasola, Dasha Lamer was in the Fargo finals, and Luke Venadia was too. Dang. 
So, so yeah, so number seven, or number six rider on the big board, he's going to have, he's going to have his hands full. If he, if he ends up going on a run and placing really high in this tournament, his, his phone's going to be ringing, um, right away. It probably will be anyway. Yeah. I um, feel like anyone, anyone, I mean, I feel like at this tournament, it, it probably in the majority of the weight class, maybe take away the bottom one and maybe the top one. Um, if you take top, say six, your phone's ringing off the hook in June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy, number seven on the board, Luke Lilladall. He was on the fence about whether he was going to go 51 kilos or 55. Uh, he he moved up to 120 midway through the year for Wyoming Sem, but I think that had to do with their their weight, their like their lineup as a whole. They kind of all those lower weights all shifted up. So I don't know if he necessarily needed to, although he looked plenty big for 120. But he's decided to go down to 51 kilos, which means we'll have Lilladall and Bo Bassett, which is, to my knowledge, the first time we've had returning cadet world medalists in the same bracket. And that could be a very fun match. Lilladall wrestles a, a high pace. He, he his, his most fun match last year at Worlds was early on in the tournament against a Russian opponent. And he had to have this, this insane comeback and pace is big for him. And that's something that, you know, Bassett opponents tend to struggle with is Bassett's pace. Um, Lillard also very, very quick and can get in on attacks very fast. And, and um, we've seen that, you know, not very many guys can deal with the, with the snaps and go behinds of Bassett. But if Lillard all can get deep on some attacks, I mean, that was the Knox recipe in super 32 was get to the leg and then create wrestling positions from there. And, and um, so if Lillard all can employ a similar strategy, that would be a really fun series, and they're gonna be—they're basically guaranteed to be opposite sides of the bracket because they both meet separation criteria one. And so, if they meet, it'll be in the best of three. And if it's three matches, I think that's a series that that uh, people are gonna want to tune in for. Um, speaking of Knox, is he not doing this? Nope. Why he, not? He's not. I, I, well, I thought he was on the list. He no, he's not. He, I, I think uh, you know, it's, it sounds like um, just long season, and he wanted a little bit of time to focus on development instead of instead of competing interesting okay. has he been a freestyle guy historically because i know some of the east coast guys they you know they, they actually have a lot of good folks options and some of them don't do freestyle yeah i i actually think he prefers freestyle he uh it was cool i got to sit down with him last year when we were doing our who's number one content trip and and he he sounds like he likes watching freestyle and and training freestyle a little more than folk style and he was yeah. he was a guy that that uh, man the way that he I mean he, he was just you know eighth grade going into ninth grade last year and the way that he talks about how he studies film and stuff is like it's just like how I don't know when when we were kids like my brother and I we would just you know watch Michael Jordan and then go pretend to be Michael Jordan in the driveway or whatever as little kids and that's uh, kind of. Uh that's almost like how he, how he would practice growing up. He'd, he'd like watch a few Thomas Gilman matches. And then he's like, I'm going to be Thomas Gilman in practice today. Go watch, you know, you know, uh, you go have matches. I'm going to be a good in practice today or whatever. And so, yeah. um, but yeah, I think he tends towards freestyle and, and his Fargo run Fargo. last year was super impressive. Um, big, big Wisconsin boy, number eight, Koi Hopke. He's going to be the favorite at 110. I don't. I don't know that there's anybody at 110 kilos that can really hang with him, Ben. Really? Think? Nobody. I. Don't, I mean, I don't mean hang with him, but I don't. I don't see anybody beating him. Who's the next highest ranked guy? At Carter Neves. Oh. Neves yeah, is solid. Neves is tough. Neves is tough, but 
Hopke, he 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 moves so well. He's got to win. Yeah. He's got to win this year over uh, Gavin Nelson, and he's just I, I don't know. I just think he's better than than this field. And then the other guy in the top ten on the big board competing this weekend is Sawyer Bartolt. This kid, he is he 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 was like fifth at Fargo last year. He wrestles at South Dade in Florida, and so during the high school season, we didn't see him a whole lot. And he, you know, I don't know, he's a guy that you'd think of as solid, but not not a world beater. And then at the Elite Eight duels, he went on an absolute run. He beat he beat Sonny Sasso twice. He beat Bradley Hill from Iowa, and then he beat T.J. Stewart. And those are four four incredible wins. And now he's up to number nine on the big board. And the thing is, 92 kilos is is as deep as I remember it being. Um, it's yeah, that's for real. It's it's pretty crazy weight. So fast 92 here to 92 at the U.S. Open seniors. Oof, man, <laughs> that's a sad. It might be better at cadets. It, it's, it's deeper, but uh, I don't think any of them would. Yeah, I'm I don't know that any of them would win, but I I think I think if you drop this field into that bracket, you'd you'd have half to, at least half the podium probably. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I could see it. Sawyer Bartle, Sonny Sasso, who was a Fargo finalist, Camden McDaniel, uh from Ohio, Max Mc, uh, Sonny's not committed yet, is he? Nope, not yet. You know uh, who you haven't said? So obviously we have a Mirasol in that bracket. Who yes, is, he's undersized because uh, you know there's, it goes one fifty six, one seventy six, two hundred two. You know I hate too many upper weights, but that's a big freaking gap right there. It goes from one seventy six um, to two hundred two. Yes, that's that's so. Obnoxious. Yeah. How many um, tin weights in that big of a gap? Yeah. But you said yeah. Matt. You didn't say Max McKinley. Yeah, I'm getting. The, yeah, just just getting him. Max uh, McNally. He's a he is a Fargo champ too. And then Cody Merrill was Fargo finalist last Cody year. Cody Merrill. Yes. That's what um, and then yeah, Cole Mirasol is in there. Uh, Max is really in there. It's a really good bracket. It's really good bracket. Soren Herzog's yeah. very tough. Yeah, the hard part for rankings is that some of these dudes like are 82s, some are 95s, and some are right because some of the 82s that are bigger, they got to go down seven pounds to make or six pounds to make 176. Yep. So it's kind of you know weird. And then some of the small 202s are 220s are in here. Yep. There are a couple yeah. couple under the radar guys that in this bracket too that I'm really interested in. Uh, Melvin Whitehead is a is a is a Las oh, yeah. Vegas guy. He's been wrestling for like a year, maybe a little over a year, and and trains with Chase Pammy at Gold Rush. He his apparently his older brother plays football in the SEC somewhere, and the and he want you know he wanted to be good at football. The younger brother Melvin, and so they coaches told him like get in wrestling, you'll you'll work on footwork. You're gonna see major gains if you wrestle. And and according to Chase Pammy, he's like becoming a wrestling guy. His family's becoming a wrestling family. And in just like a little over a year of wrestling, he was in the finals at the recruiting showcase in Iowa. Um, and this is a bracket that that's going to be. I mean, he's going to have tough matches early on. But if he if he can somehow get on the podium in here, then that's I think going to say a lot about him. And then another guy uh, from Georgia. NHSCA champ Hoke Hogan, which is his his real name. Wow. Great, wait, great wait, name. Wait, wait, wait. Um, wait, what'd you say there? <laughs> his name is Hoke Hogan. H O K E Hogan. Yes. And he's he's very tough. Uh he won NHSCA's. You haven't read Hoke Hogan's name yet? That's no, so funny. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's one of the greatest names. You should love it then. You love wrestling. It's uh 
Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting to the psychology of the parents there. <laughs> because um, if you're you, going to go with hope, here's the deal. If you're going to go with hope, you might as well just go with Hulk. Because now every time the kid says, my name is Hulk Hogan, wait, they say, wait, 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 what's your name? You heard me. Every single time. Hulk Hogan, he's in there. Um, and yeah, we got his, we got his track profile. He, Tyler is really becoming a wrestling guy. Yes, I mean, if you know how to find track <clears throat> wrestling profiles that quickly, that's that's impressive. Hulk Hogan was in a a crazy match at Fargo last year. I, I'm just thinking of it, so I don't have it pulled up, but he was in a match where he was was down four with a couple seconds left. That the refs, the ref started it, but kind of gave him a little bit of a running start, and that happens sometimes. And um, he got, he just went like double through the guy's face to his back, and the ref ended up saying it was like unsportsmanlike, and they challenged it and they looked at it. I think it was, I think the four was good. I think the ref should have stopped him on the line before he just blew the whistle, but he gave him the rolling start, so I think it was four. Uh, anyway, he he didn't get the win in that one, but you could see the potential, and and he's he's gotten a lot better this year. So he's another guy that. You got to watch, but um, but anyway, so those are a few of the brackets that that are fun. But you're really thinking about it through the lens of of the big board and, and recruiting. We're going to learn a lot about about this class yeah. of of 2024, especially this this weekend. Yeah, it's a crazy crazy. Um, you're going to be here um, holding it down, keeping people up to speed with the, with the uh, what's going on. When does cadets or the U-17s kick off? When does all that get started? U-17s start on Saturday and then finish on Sunday. So it's it's kind of it's kind of nice if you're a U-17 freestyle fan because Saturday is there's going to be a little bit of overlap. That Saturday night session, Saturday night session is like the impossible session to follow. You're going to have to stay up late that night and like do some do some archive watching because Saturday night session we have finals for junior freestyle junior men's freestyle and senior men's freestyle and quarters and semis for u17s which it's too it's too much freestyle men's freestyle at the same time but saturday night sessions gonna be crazy but then sunday you'll have the consolation brackets for u17 which which are going to be incredible rounds of wrestling don't let it fool you that it's the backside of a bracket because it's going to be some of the best wrestling of of the entire weekend and then the finals are sunday evening in the final session that's five to seven Vegas time. Um, so that's U17 freestyle finals and then senior Greco finals. Have you made any uh, predictions, official predictions? All my official predictions are in my Oh, here we go. Okay, I'll article. go through them. Let's look. We'll put it mm. out there on the airwaves so you can't edit them. Nope. I know you love to edit after it happens. Yeah, I do. I usually like to go in. That's one of the first things I do after the finals is just go in and change my <laughs> predictions to the whatever the entire uh, yeah. bracket looked like. How'd you know Davis much? Pika was going to forfeit to yeah. Dominic Deputy. So you have, uh, <laughs> so you have uh, Javon Yarbrough winning at mm-hmm. 45. These guys are small. Seth Mendoza, shout out Seth Mendoza. Bring it home. Unleashedbyseth.com. Check it out. Get a giant American flag or what else does he make? He makes all kinds of he things. He made me a, a cool flow logo I got. Yeah, you could get a cool flow logo from Seth. You can get literally any logo you want. <laughs> any logo you want. What happened to that, Bray? Because it's not at the... Uh, we have, I haven't figured out where to put it. It's in the yeah. trunk of my car. <laughs> <laughs> it was here. not the place for it. It was prominently <laughs> displayed here. Yeah, we can find a place for we'll, it. We'll find a spot. spot. Yeah, it's going to get better. Okay, 51. Who did he say? He made, he's making me scroll, scroll you for gotta it. You got to scroll, dude. Bassett over Lilladol. Desmond third. I kind of want to pick Lilladol. You won't. 
No. I, I kind of wanted to pick Lillard. I wanted to pick them both. You can only pick one. You're gun-shy since you accused Jerry Lewis of murder. Only pick one. So if you yeah. do that. Only pick one. You can only pick one Jerry Lewis. I'm not ready to pick against Bo Bassett yet. Um, and I don't know if Lilladol's the guy to do it. We'll see. Uh, 55. Hugo Jessaroga over Mason Gibson. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming this was an easy decision. My gosh, no. Vinny Kilkerry was seventh. Leo yeah. DeLuca eighth. This bracket is so crazy. Yeah. Not Why do you think Jezeroga beats Gibson? I, you know, it, it feels like a very well. A couple things. One, Gibson a lot of times uh, keeps the keeps the points a little lower than you would want him to or expect him to. Mm-hmm. He gets himself into into really tight matches, and if it's a tie match or if it's really close late, Jezeroga hand fighting ability and positioning. He's got that dog in him. He's got the dog in him, but he's got the ability to get one point on a step out, and he's he's able to put a couple together in a row where he then forces the guy to open up more, and then that's I think where that gives him some opportunities. I think about like the way he beat Mark Anthony McGowan last year was so crazy because he was able to make pace a factor in a four minute match. Yeah, and it wasn't like he had him too tired. It was that he was able to get him to the edge and score on a step out, and then do it twice so now you've got a guy a little freaked out about the edge of the mat and the positioning it just opened up it opened up more opportunities so he's done it before at this on this stage and i kind of i kind of leaned on that when it was like man there's so many good guys to pick it's the guy that's got it done yeah what's your read on that one ben um i mean i think i think like the divino could potentially cause issues if i had to pick out one weakness i saw him gas against someone maybe he got early lead in the super 32 quarters i think last year against someone good or maybe it was the semis i don't know it was good he's really good um and so the four minute match would then that would not be an issue or uh, unlikely to be an issue um yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I don't watch these guys enough to feel like to make I can make confident predictions. Like lots of times with college guys, I've watched them so many times, I feel pretty um, pretty sure what yeah. I think is going to happen. These high school guys, I don't feel that same way. If if Jax Forrest won the whole thing, I wouldn't be too surprised. And then Drew Gorman, just the way he's looked lately, if he came through, I, I wouldn't be too surprised either. Okay, so I my Jezeroga and Gibson, I feel like. Deep as this weight is, I would not be surprised at all if this did not end up being the final. Because yeah, I, no, I agree. I, I feel like their style is is really. I think they're a little conservative offensively, right? I think they're both really good defensively. I think Jessaroga hand fights hard. He's got amazing reattacks. Mason Gibson really good defensively. He's got some some good yeah. stuff. But I think one of these gunslinger types could make it. I mean, you get up two four points in a four minute match. It really it's the one thing that. It's like, I don't say you take these results with a grain of salt, but a four-minute match is unlike anything else you really see in wrestling yeah. outside of this. You, these guys don't wrestle yeah. their freshman year folk-style matches at four minutes. So yeah. it does limit it. But at the same time, the the track record for success from the cadet level, cadet trials on, is high. So it's it's well correlated with their overall cool. ability. Other yeah, thing I mean, is, I think one of the reasons for that, though, is because you – well, I mean, just like we're saying, it's so deep. So it's not like, you know, some terms maybe you have like three roofers early on. Uh, they're working the trades early. And then you got one or two tough <laughs> matches. Show. And so you can sneak one or two wins. This one, bro, these dudes are going to have to win hard matches from like the round of 64 or something. Yeah. That, that, and this that's why a bracket this tough is so hard to predict because 
I mean, we literally have no idea how this, how the, yeah. how these guys are going to fall. Mason Gibson's ranked first in the country right now, but according to the separation criteria, he's like the sixth highest guy because mm-hmm. Jezroga's got the medal. Then Adrian Meza, Leo DeLuca, Kale Lordson, Sam Herring all have Fargo finals appearances or, or U17 finals appearances. And so they, they are going to take precedent over Gibson. So, I mean, dude, Gibson, Jezroga, it could be a quarter. Yeah, for all we know. One year ago, flashback, just to remind how crazy this tournament is. Everyone had Gabe Arnold probably winning 80 kilograms last year or in the finals. Yeah. He lost in the yeah. round of 32 to Ryder Rogatsky. Yeah. Round of 32. Yeah. And that's like, that's not a, an anomaly type of matchup either. You'll have matchups like that. We lost to Ryder Rogatsky again in the rest of that. And he lost yeah. to him again. Okay. Uh, so he has Jessaroga over Gibson. At 60, he's got P.J. Duke over Vince Buzakis. Kyler Larkin third. That Dalton Perry fourth. Wow. Um, I could see Larkin winning that for sure. That but bracket's crazy. I, I, got, pick I got Brockman eighth, and he's like, he was what, oh, in the finals last year? He's hating on Brockman. He loves it. He thrives <laughs> I, on the hate. One thing I will not do is sleep on Brockman. Don't sleep on him. Joel Adams over Pearson Manville at 71. Joe Seeley, you love Joe Seeley over Ladarian Lockett. Of Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Who, do you, who do they got third there? Charlie Millard. Oh, Charlie! There we go. How's they, he looking? They, uh, he had one match. I think he, he, he got a little dinged up at uh, Journeyman, but I think he's fine. So, I, I think, I think yeah, I think I, I've, I have him third ahead of uh, KJ Williams, uh, KJ Williams, and and uh, Will Hinkle. But um, oh. yeah, I think that'll be a fun one. Inkle's Einhorn. Sure. Okay, Arnold over Mirasola. Jude Correa third there. Aiden Sinclair uh, fourth. We got some mm-hmm. AWA action there in the top four. We've never had, we've, we've only ever had, we don't train them that hard that young. We've only ever had two people make the cadet trials finals. We've never had anyone make a cadet team. So I probably feel more confident in these guys making one than I've felt about anyone in a while. Okay. It's nice to have two shots, too, because we have two guys who are both good enough to do it. Who's the one guy you had that went to Missouri? I know that doesn't limit it. Um, he made the trials finals. He won. He beat Cadet. He won Cadet Fargo. It was like maybe one of your first Fargo champs. Well, um, Roshka took third. Roshka. Roshka lost the uh, no, he didn't lose the Warren. He lost the Beard, actually. Yeah. Uh, Otto made the finals, and he lost to he, – he actually took one match with Facundo, but he lost 2-1. And then we had um, uh, Mir Sova, obviously, made it last year. And then Sawyer Bartlett over Max uh, McAnelli. I don't know him. Yeah, but it's actually pronounced yeah. Bartle. You don't want to remember that name. All right, Bartle. Bartle do. And then 110, you've got Hopke over Carter Nevis. There it is. There's the predictions. Sure to go correct 100% of the way. Good yeah. job, David. Just like last year. Just like last year. Go back and look. <laughs> it's at the results page. All right. Um U-20s, let's keep it moving to the U-20 land. Where 57, I think the story there is is Richie Figueroa, Robbie Howard. I'm excited to watch Dean Peterson again, Troy Spratley. A lot of good guys at this weight. Um, who wrote this preview? Let me see. The guy sitting right you? next to oh, okay. Michael Dean. That is correct. JD, you take it away. You're, the, you're a U-20 man. Uh, so, as Barry was saying, U-17 is fun because you kind of get to see the younger guys coming up and who's going to get going to be the next big recruit. U-20 is fun because it's where do guys have already established themselves kind of stack up. 
against some of the top college freshmen or sophomores? Are they going to be ready for the next level? And some of these college freshmen and sophomores, we haven't seen wrestle in a year or two, so it's good to see exactly where they're at, how much they have developed in a redshirt year or two years possibly, especially now with how these guys ended their college careers. Guys like Tate Piccolo, who we haven't seen in like two years. Mm-hmm. It feels like yeah, even Tate more. Piccolo, I know, exactly. He got injured his senior year of high school. That's right. So we haven't seen him in like two years. Who did he, who's number one that we were so impressed with? He was good. It was uh, uh, Seth Shoemate. Shoemate. Oh, yeah, he was good. He barfed. He sent Shoemate to the trash can. <laughs> yeah, Shoemate barfed. Mm-hmm. That's an iconic who's number one moment. <laughs> hey, there been, there been there were a few people, a few real legends that, that puked in that ballroom because uh, yeah. Darion Caldwell. Darion Caldwell had a good puke. <laughs> yeah, he really got mid, off mid, it. Mid-interview with myself. <laughs> He's like, well, give me one second. <laughs> what a beast. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, but uh, so we can stop the top, start at the top um, with 57. Where is Robbie Howard going to be at? Um, we haven't seen him in a while. He was injured, took this pass here off. And if Richie Figueroa runs, or and or if Richie Figueroa runs through this bracket, is there any chance we see him wrestle next year? Yeah, what? I mean, Arizona State's in a weird spot here with, with Richard and... Courtney, I I can't imagine. I mean, he's Richard's supposed to win this. You know, he's he should. He be, was the world team rep last year at this weight. Yeah, he's he's the favorite on paper. I mean, I think I I very well could pick Howard to win this thing overall. But um, on paper, he would be the the Vegas, fi- you know, guy that most people would pick. I picked Figueroa over Howard. Yes, That's my pick. So I mean, I don't think it really changes anything. It's everyone knows he, he was like the number one, number two overall recruit for that year, but. At the end of the day, can he beat Brandon Courtney? I'm not. I'm not so sure of that. So I don't think it changes anything for for his prospects. If he wanted to leave, transfer. You know, that w- I don't think that would surprise anyone. But at the same time, yeah. it doesn't seem like that's something that's on his radar either. Mm-hmm. Minnesota commit Troy Spratley is a guy who could surprise people who aren't familiar to the high school game. Um, he's really tough. Yeah, he was two and two at this event last year. Um, had some good wins. He beat Jesse Ibarra, which is you know notable win. Lost to Cooper Flynn and Matt Ramos, and uh, but you know, and then he t- didn't compete until Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic, almost a full year. But he's looked really good. He beat Jezroga at the Elite Eight Duels, and um, I yeah, I think he's wow. gonna have a nice tournament. Fifty seven looks fun. Spencer Moore is also a good freestyle guy. He made a cadet world team. Um, Last year, yeah, crazy. And he Dude, said, Houser style. He said, "I'm done with high school." You know what's <laughs> weird is, uh, I always think that, uh, yeah, and I, some of the youngest, someone they go 17 and then they go to 18, and then they're the youngest and juniors. I sometimes tell kids like, you know, hey, maybe maybe don't go that year and you know go to some other things, and then next year when you're 19, go. Uh, but this dude's in college and he's only an 18 year old. Is that is the wildest thing? Like he skipped a couple of grades just to go to UNC, especially in an age when a lot of people. Try to be old. Staying back a year. He will be at junior eligible when he's a junior in college. A true junior. He'll be the favorite at 57 kg when all these guys are high school seniors. The yeah. ultimate. He's gonna be the ultimate junior. Uh oh. Oh. Sorry, boy. he wants to watch some Power Rangers. I don't know. <laughs> nice. 
Well, I don't know what the mohawk is, dude. Yeah, it looks like. Hold on. I got a spout in the weeds. Let's just watch. Let's just watch Ben the dad. Did he get hawked up in Vegas? Yeah. The problem is, I don't know how to use any of these. He already went out to the pool. Oh, there's Power Rangers right there. I don't know how to use any of these technology things. So we know. That's an iPad. We know. an iPad. I, I like when they try to get the TV in the morning. Like I'm technology like, things like a TV and an first. iPad. <laughs> she actually knows how to get on the onto all the shows that they want. But there's like different apps and whatnot, and you know, like it's not like there's one app and all their shows are on that app. Mm -hmm. It's like it could be on Netflix or it could be Amazon Prime or it could be whatever. And it's like I don't know how to find this. I don't. I, I don't know what to do here for Amazon Fire TV because they have a search function. Or you can just search Power Rangers and it will show pull it up for you no matter what app. Why then if you go to the wrong app and you search it and it's not there, then you're like, No, you can just select up. Power Rangers and it'll pull it up on that app. That's giving Jeff Bezos way too much power. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So I, I feel like Ozzy will be uh, uh early adopter of the sticker tattoos. How how is he with that? Oh, I could God. see him oh, I could see those. he's got some of those already. He loves those. <laughs> oh yeah. I could see him getting a sleeve. A how, how young is too young for Ozzy to get a real sleeve? I feel like that's the kind of these are the decisions you're going to be faced with here in the next. Uh, I have to say four to six years, Ben. Yeah, I don't know if I get. I think some parents do no tattoo rule. I don't really care if they get a tattoo, but I don't know. I might do a no sleeve rule. Can't get a sleeve. Yeah. Well, I think I think the neck uh, neck face tattoo. Oh, I would none of those. Yeah, the hand tats. You, you're you're signing up for a very specific lifestyle. I think if you get the hand tattoos, which could involve working at Flow, as we have a hand tattooed yeah. uh, guy on the Flow. Hollywood Mike. Put a respect. Oh, oh, yeah. I think I met him. He's the man. Dude, one morning I woke up and Ellis had been up apparently and he had a tattoos. He had temporary tattoos covering his entire, just his entire chest <laughs> and stomach. I'm like, how did you do that yourself? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You can't even get mad. All right. Um, <laughs> kids love tattoos. What, what can you do? All right. Uh, we left off at 61. <laughs> Back to wrestling. All right. Back to wrestling. That's parent fun. hour to wrestling. Yeah. I like parent hour. Uh, 61 is, it's okay. The name I am Fire, circling. It's okay. it's okay. Wow. Nick Kuzakis, Joel Vaderberg, Sergio Lemley, Cannon Webster, Yazbiri, and Kale Hughes. And then even down, if you go down below, you got some savages too. So I don't know why you're saying just okay. Dude, yeah. Corey Land is in there. Um, it's good. Uh, really it's very good. good. All these brackets are very good. The name I am circling is Joel Vandeveer. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's another guy kind of similar to Tate Piccolo. He didn't get a senior season because Illinois uh, didn't have a high school season in 2021. He didn't compete where this he, year. Where was he this year? Northwestern. Northwestern. Oh, I mean, why didn't he, he wrestle didn't, at all? I don't know. I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see exactly where he's at. I think the last time we might have seen him was who's number one. Yes. When he, he went up three to zero on Jesse Mendez, but then it ended up losing in overtime. He looked enormous at that. Dude, yeah, go, go ahead. He, he's going to be 61. What is it? Okay, so what does this say about his the plans for Northwestern with him if he's going 61? Because they've got one, two, is it, three. Well, isn't Cannon back? Yeah, for a couple of years. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Vanderveer, you look at this guy's Instagram, and there are, there are like bodybuilding looking photos where you're like, the guy's gonna be a 57 pounder. Yeah. And then, and then, the, mm. but recently, he's like very lean. He, the guy is, the guy's trimmed up. He's, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know why. He knows his beach well, season. Well, hey, you, you're going there. Talk to Joel Vandeveer. I might, you know, Free. stand next to him a little bit, size him up. No, just talk to him. <laughs> and you can stand next to him while you talk to him. And just be like, hey, so what's the plan next year, buddy? Mm-hmm. I'd love to know because I think I, I'm very – I mean, you just look at Northwestern's track record for development. It's a really talented guy. And for freestyle success too. Like, yeah. Yeah, don't – yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, I kind of half tempted to pick him win the whole thing I, I just don't know where he's at I we have seen him no so clue where he's at That's the fact right. that he's going 61 says he's got to have been like highly involved with something if he did like entered at 70 of like okay he's just mailing this in and entering a tournament but. well yeah and who's, and who's number one in 2020 he wrestled 138 and the cut was was no no joke it was day before weigh-ins and i remember just like okay he's really you know he he was like legit into like bodybuilding um in high school i know so i don't know maybe he got off that and Lost some muscles, slimmed down a bit. Fun hobby. It's a great hobby. Better, better hobby than some others. True. That's <laughs> true. Nick Buzakis will obviously be probably one of the more watched guys in this entire bracket. Yep, and he, he is my pick. Maybe kind of a safe pick. But my pick was Nick Buzakis over, over Sergio Lemley. Emilio Isaguerra, very, very good. I really like him a lot. Famously beat Nick Buzakis at Fargo. World famously <laughs> beat. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's 61. 65, this is one where you got a high school guy with a real college test. Someone, guys who have established themselves, C.J. Composto, All-American, Ryan Jack, NCAA qualifier. So is Chittum ready to really step up? Yes. And, yes, that is the conclusion I came to as well as I picked him to win over Ryan Jack. Yeah, and he's he's a really good freestyler. As well, Good, just very knowledge knowledgeable in the international styles, and his style translates very well to the next level, in my opinion. And, um, and what about Composto? Is he a big freestyler? Because I obviously kind of came out of nowhere this year. I don't think he's, he has super strong freestyle credentials, if any. But um, wrestling in that pen room, yeah, you're going to be training plenty of Look, freestyle. I mean, his arc is is. Tremendous. Let's see. I'll, I'll read his bio here real quick. He was not on the big board or anything. Yes. Went out. So high school, lettered four years. That's good. Uh, three-year captain. Hey, awesome. a leader. We, we should focus on those, on the big board or anything. Ben is listening to the show. <laughs> Sorry, I, clicked, I clicked to see something and then it refreshed it. And then it's so annoying when you have to listen to yourself uh, play back in like four seconds. Composto went two and two at U23s. Last year, um, lost to Tegan Jameson at this event last year on the back side and Bo Bartlett on the front side. He won freestyle <laughs> states, fifth at NHSEA juniors, uh, third at New Jersey states folk style. Man. Lost in the round of 16 at Fargo in 2019. So he's done. Quite a bit of freestyle. He's wrestled. He's he's experienced. Wow. Well, what a what a trajectory for him on the podium. Yeah. No kidding. That's uh, fast. It, it that's the kind of like resume that you see. Okay, a guy that really works hard over the course of three four years. Third year, yeah. and then they get on the podium. Not like that yeah. fast. Very impressive. Good job, Penn. Good job, CJ. Um. Except it was sad to see Stevan lose. That was tough. Mm-hmm. But circle of life. As it were. 
Some other high school guys in this bracket that I like. Koi Biskins. It's pronounced Biskins. I know it looks weird. Booskins, but Biskins. Joel Jezerogo, shout out Southeast Polk. Benji Alanis. Those are some good guys, but definitely a step below uh, Chittum, in my opinion. Yeah, a couple other guys. Finn Solomon's been coming on at the right time. He yeah. looked really good recently. And then Richard Fedelin just just uh, he just won Greco last night. So he's so, he's got some international. But he won Greco at seventy two. I saw this name. He won Greco at seventy two. Yeah. So he's won all the way on sixty five. I don't know. That's where he's registered. That's a good question. Maybe we'll see him move to a new uh, new weight class. Very normal seven I, kilo I don't know drop. Know this. Seven kilograms is fifteen pounds. That would be a lot of weight to cut. Yeah, and that would be by by tomorrow. And they had a they had a sixty seven in Greco that was still heavier than this weight class. So I think this uh, there's mounting evidence that the sixty five kilo well, registration. What, what was the faulty. lower? What was the sixty uh, whatever Greco bracket look like? Did it, did he just have a better shot at the I men's bracket? I don't think. Were they trying to make a team? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, listen. I think both brackets were uh, of equal quality. Yes. There you go. 70. 70 kilograms. This is a fun high school um, weight because you got Caleb Henson, Hunter Garvin, and Jordan Williams. Uh, some of those guys have wrestled before. Henson and Williams were at who's number one. Uh, Henson, Henson won. Henson also just beat Garvin at the Supermatch mm-hmm. event, the Rudis Supermatch event. Both of those matches were close, though. I think one and two point matches, yeah, so could definitely flip. Possibly, you know who's having who's having a really nice last couple of months is uh, Mitchell Messenbrink. Ooh, oh, yeah. I know that guy. Maybe. He looked he looked really good beat Nico Ruiz, and I mean Ruiz is Ruiz is, is tricky, and uh, he he got it done, no problem. Um, so Messenbrink, he's not he's not done. Having good high school results just yet. My pick to win this weight, though, freshman Chance Lamer. Oh, yeah. Here in that Michigan room, freestyled up. Give me me the the college guy over these high school guys. Lamer at 70 kilos is interesting. Yeah, that's big. Um, Oh, wow. He had 19 matches. Let's see. Who did he lose to? He lost to Marcus Robinson and Corbin Munson. Solid year. Yeah, he, it was not bad. One guy we didn't see compete this year, I think, anyways, Ryan Sokol um, at Is Cornell. still at Cornell? Yeah. Yep. Uh, he, he was a highly tatted recruit out of high school, so he's another guy to kind of circle to see exactly what well, I feel like he's, he's a guy who came on really early, made cadet world teams, and then I, I don't know if it was injury issues, or but I, I don't want to say like flaked out, but like didn't have the same results later that he had earlier in his college career. Our high school, sorry, high school. He's got a really weird style. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very counter, high flyer type of thing. So, as people get yeah. wise to that, you know, his next evolution will be. Yeah, he also just didn't wrestle a lot of matches in his senior year of high school. Just not, yeah, not on the mataton. Cutter Sheets also in this bracket for all the Oklahomans. Okay. Out there. There you go. Brother of. Wyatt? I yes. assume yes. yes. That's true. Great name. Cutter Sheets. A very Cutter Oklahoman Sheets. name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sheets are awesome. Mike Sheets is a really cool dude. Alejandro Herrera Rondon in the bracket. He's more mm-hmm. of a folk styler, but 
Good to see his name. In 74, Haynes will probably be the talk of the town here in Facundo if they could potentially hit. It's probably the match the common college fan wants to see the most out of here because can – 74 kilos is, what, 163? Mm-hmm. A lot of Penn State yes. fans were thinking Haynes was going to come in and take over the 57 spot, Facundo the 65 spot. But now with Haynes going 74, has he outgrown mm-hmm. 57? And if so, can he come in and kind of take the spot from Facundo? And yeah. there's a very good chance. <laughs> Levi Haynes is really good. He forewent yeah. his senior year of high school this year to focus on wrestling at college opens and Bigger beat Patty, goals. Beat Patty. He did beat Patty Gallagher. Won at PWC. Mm-hmm. He's, he is a tough guy. I don't and, see – who else is even in the conversation there? Honestly, this bracket is super deep when you look at the other names to watch. There's some really good people in here. Mm-hmm. Lay Ulrey, Kendall Norfleet. Nico Ruiz in here. Braden Scholes is, is tough. Um, Hunter Lydon, Antrell Taylor, some really good high schoolers. So yeah, it's it's good. Stony Buell, another shout out for an amazing name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stony Buell, man, he's at Purdue, right? Yeah. So someone, oh, okay. Scott Ross, um, who's who's a big FRL listener, DM me that Hoke Hogan's middle name is Poe. Yes, Hoke Poe Hogan. That's right. All right. right. Listen, his, par- his parents are fired. <laughs> Just like that. Well, you're, 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 they had their reasons. You named your kid Aussie Man Strong Boy, so. <laughs> That's not the first tip you get. He made that one of himself. <laughs> what a man. That's amazing. Okay. Who are y'all picking? I'll, t- I'll take uh, oh, I'll take Facundo. I went back and forth, but I went Facundo because of the uh, college room. I'm sure he's a, he's a age level world medalist. Two too. times. Yep. Uh, but I mean, so so saying, Saints. He didn't medal. Oh, you're right. He yeah. did make the Cadet World Team. He made the team. Year. He kind of got hosed in like one of the most annoying ways. Yeah, he really did. It was one of those man. If it's a six minute match, there's no way he loses. But they're not, and he did. Facundo's got doubles of the medals. He's got doubles of the medals. Triple the safest. Next weight. Keep him moving. Seventy nine. Kyle Valencia. Who else? Luca Augustine. Andrew Sparks. I'm excited oh, to see back. Oh, the return. It's actually if he's healthy. He's my pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if he doesn't win, you can say doesn't count, wasn't he healthy. He wasn't healthy. Exactly. Thank you. High school. This one's loaded with high school guys too, though. Manny Rojas, James Rowley, Matthew Singleton, Ooh. Danny Wask, Rocco Welsh. What about Rowley? Yeah, Rowley's he's got a shot. He's good. Yeah. Do you like high school man? I well, I mean, I I like. Rowley in freestyle, he's really good at controlling the mat. He won at 80 kilos cadets last year and got a silver medal. That was a um, really good bracket. Yeah, year. really tough bracket. I, so I, I really like Rowley. This is one where Singleton. Yeah, Singleton's mm. in here. We've we've said. Um, oh, why is it? Sing- wait, wait, wait. Well, I might pick him. I, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. Last year, so a couple of these guys have surprisingly good freestyle results, or or maybe you wouldn't necessarily expect it, but. Uh, I think last year at this event, Manny Rojas was fourth. And while he was, you know, between his junior and senior year of high school, Singleton was seventh. Um, they shared a loss. Singleton, he lost twice to the same guy. I think it was uh, – who was it? It was – it was um, It was a college guy. It was um, a college guy. Uh, uh, I remember it was looking Munoz. at that thing like, it, oh, shoot, I think it was Munoz. 
Was it Munoz? Yeah, it was Trey Munoz. That's Trey Munoz. Um, so, yeah. so like you know, they're, I think they're they're comparable. I like that that Rowley's gotten it done though uh, in freestyle and at this level, or not this level. He did it at the cadet level. This is uh, we've talked about 70, 170 pounds a lot this year. Where, like there are really ten guys who are number one in the country caliber, and Rowley's sitting down there at rank number nine. But like if Rowley went on a run mm. and and won this bracket, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. He's young, but he's like he's. I think physically mature enough for the weight. Um, so yeah, I could see Rally making some serious noise. I think I would lean Singleton though, just given uh, of the high school guys, given uh, how he's looked this year. Yeah. yeah, he has looked really good. He uh, Rocco Welsh is like the one guy. He, he's maybe like the biggest recruit in this bracket, but he's at a disadvantage being a year younger than the rest of those guys, for sure. Mm. Okay. A lot of big names in that. Man, that's, that might be the weight I'm. I might be as excited about that weight as any of them. Honestly, seventy nine. That, that weight might be the most wide open or the most potential contenders. For sure, I would agree weight. with that. It's funny. I, like I wrote the preview, and the way I, I broke it down was contenders, and then other names to watch, kind of a, a tiers type thing. And most, you know, it's contenders, and there's four or five names, and yeah. then you list. It's like eight or so names. Other guys watch this weight. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys I listed as contenders, and then just one other name to watch. So it does kind of fall mm-hmm. off a little bit after that, but all those guys with, with a legit shot to win. Very good. All right, and then we head up to 86. With the aforementioned Ryder Rogoski, Brian Soldano, TJ Stewart, Tate Piccolo. Okay, this is a crazy one too. Bennett Berge as well. Um, who, who would you say is the favorite here, Bray? Oh man, favorite's tough. Ah, maybe it's Saldano, but TJ Stewart beat him in the Fargo finals last year. Ryder Rogatsky beat Saldano this year too. I think Rogatsky's hard to pick as a favorite just because he's so wild. He's so wild. He, Can he put that many matches together? <laughs> yeah. He did it at in Super 32, but in, in freestyle, I don't know. Um favorite's tough. I, I think but it feels like Saldano may be the favorite just kind of complete body of work but tj stewart down at 86 kilos is really very powerful wrestler if he's if he's feeling good he's been wrestling up at 220 pretty much all year he was down at 195 for elite eight duels and and that was all kind of in in the hopes of getting down and being effective at 86 kilos here and uh i don't know i mean he won he won this bracket in fargo that had basically all these guys in it so so maybe it's tj stewart the favorite who do you like ben uh, I kind of feel the same way that you guys that there's not one clear favorite. I think depending on the bracket, it could go a lot of different ways. We haven't seen Tate Pickle in a while, so it'd be interesting to see what he brings to the table. Um, Saldano's tricky because he's got all those chest wraps and goofy stuff, and I kind of feel the same way about Rogotsky. So, I yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting my, my money on anybody in this. If you haven't... Piccolo's kind of, kind of a safer sort of bet, maybe, just because... Yeah. If he's, I guess, the health consideration, but I just like a guy that's that hard to score on. Well, we also haven't seen him. That's the other thing. Like, it's like this is his – I think this is like his first match competition back. In one in match, I looked at one match last year. And it's his okay. first time below 195 in, true, in a long time. A two. And I wonder, does that say anything about his, his college weight at all? Might be. think he could go 84? How did well, – I think of what kind of sense that makes for the Oklahoma lineup. Well, they got Woodley 
oh, yeah. back, Would right? Be, oh, so, yeah. You better get – yeah, he, I don't think he'd be Woodley. That'd be a disaster, too. You want both those, yeah. Yeah, because Woodley can't go down. He's big old, big old beast. I mean, he's not the big old beast. He's not. He's a. He's a big old beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Soldano. I, he is one guy to watch. He's got some really tricky stuff. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, go back and watch Rogatsky and Soldano's Super 32 semifinals. Oh <laughs> if you listen to who's number one on the show right now, you're like pulling your hair out because I feel like we mention it every other episode. What a match. But it, it was a crazy, crazy match. Rogatsky won, but... It was close. Also, don't sleep on NC State freshman Joey Milano. Okay. NC State's got a lot of guys. What do you yes. think about what do you think about DeAnthony Parker as a little bit of a sleeper pick? He he's. he's what do you think, Ben? Oh, I mean, I think um, I think obviously having the the he was a starter this year for North Dakota State and having that year of experience, I think that gives that helps a lot. Uh, and he had some good results last year in Fargo, but there's you know. Yeah, I, it's funny because sometimes you separate the college or high school level, and but yeah, a lot of these high school guys could go with those college guys this year. So uh, I think he probably finishes like say third to six somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Ninety-two kg. Uh, I got the contenders circled as Martin Cosgrove, Colby Franklin, Caden Rogers, Jack Dara, and Kyle Haas. Kyle Haas. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State That's right. freshman. That's right. <laughs> he does. Um, I actually, he, he's my pick. Whoa. Uh, Going for it. Yeah. Uh, I, he had a, it. He, he at least, he didn't wrestle anyone good in his, this retro year, but he at least competed, um, you know, a, a year in that Oklahoma State room versus the rest of these guys, which, you know, are still in high school. Also the departure of Montalvo. Sort of, kind of telling too, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, he he's looking to possibly, but he's gonna have a cut. Ninety two, ninety two kgs, eighteen pounds away. I know he did right around the corner. He competed at eighty six um, <laughs> kg uh, uh, the summer last yeah. summer, I think it was, um, and one eighty four this year. Yeah, shirt. So he's got it. I'm curious how Martin Cosgrove looks here. He he had a win over PJ Casale in the New Jersey State Championships, and then he beat Noah Pettigrew at Elite Eight. That's a guy that that I think has given him trouble in the past. So he seems like he's wrestling pretty well right now. Um, Cosgrove is going to be pretty big for 92 kilos. Uh, I think he could be could be interesting. Yeah, he in my preview I mentioned that he's definitely the real deal. I like Cosgrove a lot. Especially, I'm pretty sure he trains at the yeah, PRTC. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ben cannot stop listening to FRL. Dang it. Well, when you try to click something, it freaking pop. I don't know why the volume pops back on. It's so dumb. So dumb. Anyway. We got to kick it into overdrive here, by the way. It's 926. Oh, my gosh. So, Ben RTC obviously very would be very beneficial for Martin Cosgrove. I have him making the finals, but that's my pick. I don't feel confident in that one, but I went out on a limb there. 97. Kilos is a little more cut and dry. Not the best bracket here. As good as uh, Martin Cosgrove is, Ben Keeter is 2-0 against him mm-hmm. in the past 12 months. Uh, whooped up on him in, at Fargo last summer and then just beat him earlier this month at Elite Eight Duels. Uh, from what I hear, Ben Keeter is a beast. Like He's going to be really good. Just a junior. Um, so Already I, committed. I a good one to Iowa. 
for mm-hmm. football too? Both, yeah. Yep. We need him to quit playing football. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dead uh, dead end. Well, play, dead play end in sport. high school, play it in high school. Dead end job. Yeah. But don't uh dead end job. <laughs> no, dude, look around, man. No one past thirties playing football. <laughs> yeah. And Noah Pettigrew is probably the main uh contender for Keter, but Keter would be a, a pretty heavy favorite against Pettigrew. There it is, one twenty-five. Nick Feldman. Yeah, that's basically it's basically it. next topic. Nick Nick Feldman. <laughs> yep. If anybody can beat him, it's maybe a guy like Copus, who's spent a year in a room and is massive. But man, that's a guy who has no shot at beating Nick Feldman, in my opinion. Yeah, guys, just uh, like or, or a Hunter Katka. Katka is at least like athletic and fast. Like not the, the, the I think the big plotters are just gonna like. Be an absolute. My thought know, there was if he falls on top of him on his back, yes. that would. Be he takes a bad shot. Copus catches him, is able to catch him on his back and pin him. If Nick Feldman does an Anthony Valencia rolling across his back to get to the leg attempt and he squishes him, then Hayden Coppice could win. But beyond that, Nick Feldman, world teamer, is is my prediction, and everyone can just prove me wrong. Yeah, he, he whooped up on Jim Mullen not too long ago, who's the number two heavyweight yeah. in the country. So, like I said, if anyone beats him, I think it's maybe a guy who has spent a year or two in a college room. Okay. Let's get to the senior citizens, the senior level. Actually, not the senior citizens, which Masters is starting. Clay Guida. Yeah, yeah. And, I think it already and, ended, actually, Christian. I just looked at the results while we are on the podcast. I didn't see any really uh, – who did I see? There was someone. Oh, you know, I saw Ben Bombauer beat Grant Nakamura. Grant Nakamura and Shout Mark Bader. State. So I thought Mark Bader, you should have got in there. You yeah. should have. Next year, we'll, we'll we'll encourage him to do it. Um, I'm pretty sure Masters is not done. There's a bunch Listen, of Masters divisions. I don't know why I tell you. I saw some results. Yeah, you can, tell, you can tell me that, but I think there's... There are so many Masters I think divisions. I think you're underestimating how many Masters. I mean, the, that was just six, ma- I believe. That was just Masters Greco. We got oh free, Masters Freestyle. First of all, there's Masters A through F. Okay. Uh-oh. Man, we should just pull in a random... I think it's... There. Isn't it's it like five-year increments? Up. Five or ten years? It's, it starts out at five, and then it moves to ten. Yeah. I'm, I'm only going to start doing Masters when it gets to like the F level. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna start really kicking up my. Trainer. F is like sixty plus or something like That's that. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm gonna plus. do. Man. I think at that point, all the good wrestlers will be done entering it. I'm gonna keep my this this temple intact. I'm gonna ramp up my training. So like twenty five years or so, you'll see me with some stop signs. I'll and I'll double enter both styles. Go get it. I'm not scared to go upper body. Some of these guys getting stop signs just being the only ones. Randy Jones. Yeah, I might be the next Randy Jones, they're saying. People are saying that, Ben. Oh, my God. Chatter is We're not going to finish the show because uh, we have, like, 15 minutes left, and uh, we didn't even start talking about men's freestyle. It's not that good, so we just maybe make a pick real quick. And... Hater of the year, Ben, ben Askren. Uh, 57. We're not going to get to any questions. No questions. No, save your questions for next week, um, gang. Um, right. Let's pull. Let's pull in a preview. All right, where's the Macho Tyler Grinnell? Probably Seth Gross. Fifty-seven. Kendrick uh, Maple. You think Kendrick Maple can win? Let's talk about sixty-five. Who are the contenders there? Pull those in. We can talk about it. The seeds are Tyler. Excuse me, Evan Henderson, Pat Lugo, Luke Pletcher, Ian Parker, Matt Clodzik, Kendrick Maple, Dean Heil. Okay. Um, dude, I kind of think it? I definitely think Maple can win this thing. 
Keegan told me Maple was whooping his ass last year right before he won a junior world title. So that's uh that's a lot of weight larger than this. And if that's really true, then uh I don't know that he still beats him. That was a year ago, but uh, I gotta think he does really well here. There's also a big brother effect with a, a college coach a bit. and a kid. So I'll go Hendo. I like Henderson a lot. Awesome dude. Uh would be happy to see him win. I think Maple going through Pletcher, Lugo, and um Henderson is, is a very oh, tall man. task. I'm actually picking him though. Like Yeah. yeah because go. like this is a dude that's like nothing to lose. I feel like he's gonna wrestle free and just let yeah. it all hang out. I'm I'm assuming he's not gonna roll up out of shape. So No, he scraps with these dudes all the time. I'm go I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Kendrick Maple. Let's send it. This guy's so good. Kendrick Maple's so good. I, and I think I'm picking Gross to win 61, although if Nico won, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, I Gross. think I wouldn't be surprised if Graf won. Of course not, yeah. Was, was Gross not originally registered at 65? I thought he was going 65. He went 65 at Farrell, but then he – I believe he's only been registered at 61. Got it, okay. For this. And after Farrell, he was kind of like, I kind of want to go 65. I'm guessing old Bono sat him down and said – Come on, young man. <laughs> Get your head on straight. Uh, Brandon Wright, don't sleep on Brandon Wright out of the seven. He likes to surprise people at the U.S. Open. He made the – was it the finals he made? He or he didn't win it, did he? he? Won, I think he won, didn't he? I can't recall. I feel like he might have made the finals and lost to Brewer that year. But Oh, okay. And then Brewer – because that was a year where – But he where, beat some really good dudes. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He's he's He is really – he's good. I don't he's, know where he trains or where how he yeah, – Is – is that the year he threw up all over the mat? <laughs> what, one year, one year he barfed all over that. I feel US like Open I mat. remember that. I feel like I remember a guy barfing, but it's possible not. I I try to remember, if nothing else, I try to remember all the puke. Seventy. How is it just Pantaleo's time? You know the the stars are aligning. Green's out, even though he's got the wins over Green. Can he do it? His past, Alec Pantaleo's path will be something like. He'll have, it's not easy. It'll be like the Sasa Yaya Thomas winner, and then the Ashnall Harold Brock Mahler winner, and then probably J.O. or Berger. I would say J.O. This is a really fun weight class. I say I say Pantelio gets it done here. I yeah. agree. Let's go Pantelio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and then 74, I feel like Nolf a very big favorite here. Gant, Shields, Lavalley, Camamine in the mix. Yeah, I'll it's, go with Nolf with Gant, beating Gant in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the that's the move. He's 79. Really this is a really fun one. Ringer, Imar, Chance Marsteller, Wick, Lujan, O'Malley, McFadden, Chenzo. So it could be Chenzo Ringer in the quarter. And then Ringer versus Wicker Marsteller. I, I think I think it's Ringer all the way through here, including against Imar. The suite is deep, but I mean it, it's Ringer's weight to lose at this point, I yes. feel like. Yeah. Yeah. What did Kozak say? He said he would pick him to win a win a world title if he was on the team. World medal. World medal. Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah. So he's yeah, he's he's that good. Super elite. And then eighty six, Mark Hall, Trent Hydley, Nick Renan, Owen Webster, Andrew Morgan. Nick Reed and wrestle in college this year? Nope. He was on a team. What's he, he doing? I mean, you know, graduating. You know? No, he wrestled what? five matches. I'm surprised you didn't know that. 
<laughs> well, I knew he, he was on the, the team, which sounds like you learned four seconds ago. He won the Wolfpack Open. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got Mark Hall winning this over Heidley. I think it's a pretty well-set final, although Nick Arena, and we have to say it, he made Final X. He took David uh, Taylor down and first. And he took David mm -hmm. Taylor. There was a time in State College he was the odds-on favorite to make the team <laughs> for one second. I don't even know if I'd still go no, that far, but no, I, I would not either. But it happened, and he had to beat like he had to beat like Richard Perry. He beat some legit dudes to make that. If he is optimized, he could absolutely beat Trent Hidley. But I just feel like Trent has wrestled him probably so many times, not likely. We haven't seen that return to form. That was a 2018 final X, right? Mm -hmm. So 2018. It was 18. Oh, first some reason I thought it was 19, but it was 18. First yeah. one. First X. Okay. Um, 92. Oh, my gosh. Isaac Trumbull's the it, one seed. Let's go T-Rums. Yeah, Caffey. Yeah. Let's get Caffey. T-Rums. Um, hey, how is Sam Mitchell from Buffalo? This is Wisconsin, that's why I know the name. How is he seated over Timmy Dudley? Because I just looked at his record. He was 0-2 at the max this year. I mean, listen, I'm glad he's competing everywhere and seems to be doing all right. But how the hell did he get seated over Tim Dudley? Hmm, I wonder if he I, – I could imagine him having a head-to-head -head maybe or something. I don't – I have no idea, buddy. He made the U23 finals. That might have had something to do with Buffalo it. loves U23s. They live for it. They really do, don't they? They'll they, have some dudes show up and win U23s, and you'll never see them again, ever. Before or after, that's for sure. In one that, twenty, it, How weird is that? What is the very deal? Weird. It's very weird. I can't so understand. weird. We need to get to bottom. So, JD, interview uh, Stutzman and figure out how he does it. All right. Um, he has such a, uh, a specific peak. Yeah, because the one dude, the one dude, the one year beat Evan in the freaking finals. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be good next year. And then he was a bum. Maybe not a bum, but, yeah, he certainly wasn't Evan. Well, I definitely didn't challenge for All-American status. What was that yeah, dude's name? He did not. I already can't remember. But Muhammad McBride, is that who it was? Well, that's a guy. He's at West Virginia now. He's bracky trained. And competing, I believe. Yeah. He's no, that's probably not who I'm thinking of. <laughs> That's, the West Virginia guys are starting doing this hashtag get mounted. I don't know. I don't know about that one. It's just a mountaineer thing. You wouldn't I, understand. I, you're yeah, right. Like, I mean, I might understand, but I. <laughs> yeah, and yet in some ways I don't. Um, it's a, it's uh, a get it trending, I, boys. I get mounted. It's the pitch for recruits. Is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get them mounted. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a um, safe sport violation, guys. <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, 97, Mike Mock, J-I-L-O, Joe Rao, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Smith, but we know him as Andy. I know him as the GOAT. Sam Mitchell, TJ Dudley, uh, Mike Mock, all the way. Yes. Mike Mock, Mike Mock looks wild with his hair. His hair's crazy now. Got this long, crazy hair. Mm -hmm. Looks good. Looks good. Solid flow. Nice guy, Mock. 125, Zilmer, Don Bradley, Ty Walls. You know what? He'd be Don Bradley. Because Don Bradley, because you know what? Send it. Oh my gosh! You know what? Don Bradley is a classic yell at you guy when you don't pick when you don't pick him in the winning tournament. He's mm -hmm. done that to me. I uh, wish he, I wish Wyatt Henderson was here and Christian Pyle showed up also, and Wyatt Henderson gave him a gorilla press above the head for all the nonsense he's been <laughs> and talking. Just threw him. For, <laughs> yeah. You know what? For for what? 
For doing what? For anti-American. For accurate for accurate <laughs> predictions. For hating the troops. I love the troops. Uh, Why it might be troops. one of my favorite troops. Other than, you know, my dad and JMZ. <laughs> General Zambo. And, and Patton was a good, that was a good troop. Now I'm thinking of a lot of good troops out there. All right. Well, I'll stack, we'll stack rank the troops next week. So, actually, I'm not going to be here next week. I'm going to be in freaking Mouse. happiest place on earth. Like, hey, Ma- actually, I won't either. Oh, snap. What? Show I'll be at Pan Am's. Do I got the week oh, off yeah. or, or uh, we might be like week off. We'll figure it out. Do you <laughs> trust me to go solo for a week? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Who knows? Who Who would be your first call for a co-host if I said there's no one no one at Flow Wrestling available? Who would you Oh, no one at Flow? Oh, damn. What would I do? Man, I don't know. I don't know where I'd go with that one. Okay. I might just go solo. Solo. Just go. Just Tommy do Rollins, bring T Bone Funky back. Oh, there we go. That's a throwback. Yeah, let's do it. He's, he's too busy. He can't ever do anything. Yeah, he's big time. So he's, busy. He's big produce guy. Wait, where's JD going? Pan Ams. Where's he's that? Going, he's going to Asabuco, Mexico. <laughs> Nailed it. He ain't come, let me. Listen, I want you to plan for the future, Christian. He ain't coming back. <laughs> you need to hire someone Listen, else. Listen, I'll be okay. Let me tell you about, first of all, Acapulco? I called it. It's called. He ain't I, coming back. It's Acapulco. Ca- it's called. It's Acapulco. It's Acapulco. That's what He's I said. been calling it Acapulco the whole time. So then I called it Asabuco, which is a food. Um, but it's actually Acapulco. And apparently it's run by the cartel. And yeah, people. It's hot, very, hot, nice, hot. very nice tourist location. People were getting carjacked. It's it's not a nice. People get carjacked in Austin. They're all jacking the time. everybody out. Do here. they? Yes. Actually, yeah, we knew a we knew, <laughs> yes. we knew a man that got carjacked in Austin, Texas, <laughs> um, and we love him to this day. Um, they did a soup kitchen, <laughs> so uh, we do need to. Wow, it's right on the ocean, though. You might have a good time down there. You just I know, keep, I know. You know. Listen, I don't know, man. First of all, you're taking the new guy Connor, who had not been on a flight, to my knowledge, until he started working <laughs> here. So yeah, you, I think he did say. That. And now, and now he's going to Mexico. He's—I don't think he's ever left the country. Yeah, this is his first time leaving and, the country. And you're going to be his shepherd. That's right. You're That's not risk away. I'm we looking did, at where this is. Oh my God. We did not think this through at all. This is not no, good. No, you didn't. Not I good. need you. To, what could go wrong, Ben? I need you to give Connor is going to be there. I need you to give him some self-defense lessons. Um. <laughs> How did not get picked by? Because this guy, he's 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 amazing. But you know, state champ. Don't worry, he'll be fine. He's a state champion wrestler, so he's there not an go. easy guy to invest. You know, not an easy target. But you know, JD's going to be wearing some wild floral shirt that attracts a lot of attention. And then next thing you know, all right, now I'm getting real nervous. Next thing this. you know, we're on the beach having a good time <laughs> <laughs> with the cartel. <laughs> all right. Um, that could either be a really good time or a really bad time. Go a lot of different directions. Okay, so uh, on the women's side, some kind of disappointing news. No Amit Allure in this one, uh, but we sh- she's already qualified for trial, so we should see her eventually. Um, 65, I think it's going to be a fun weight with Emma Brontal, Mallory Velti. They're both really tough. I think they're probably the two favorites there. Um Kayla Miracle, I'm excited to watch her compete as she's already qualified. She's in Final X, but she's she's getting some mat time at the uh, at the Open. XMP, Sochumoto Pettis, the favorite at 59. Um, where's uh, what's her name? Um, 
Who are you looking for? From Sunnyside, Ray. Audrey, she's Audrey Jimenez. Oh, she's not wrestling seniors. Okay. She's she's still U seventeen. Okay, wow. She's wrestling in women's <laughs> women's nationals next weekend. Aaron Golston, Aleda Martinez at fifty, Ronnie Heaton down at fifty three. She kind of faked us out at Bill Farrell, as I recall. Her and her husband both. Yeah, they both went up weights. <laughs> Um, and Jakara Winchester, definitely one of the best wrestlers in the building, 55. We're going to be shooting actually a little follow-along with Jakara. That's right. So stay tuned for that. Lauren Mason, who actually – is that not the – Yeah, same Lauren Mason. <laughs> yes. Lauren Mason, she uh, she helps us out, uh, helps us out on social media. I hope she wins, even though she's got Jakara in her weight. That will be difficult. <laughs> that will be the upset story. Uh, ben, any parting thoughts before uh, – I'm so US excited. Open. We're gonna have some. You guys are gonna be missing. We're gonna have some new stars next week. Uh, the U17s and U20s is always a breakout event, and this is not gonna be any different. Some guys are gonna shock us, and uh, we're gonna have some new stars next week. Cool. Um, do we have time for a question? Let's let me look here. Um, do do do. Why got all right, Ben? Why don't guys throw in a half from a gut wrench? Uh, I play with that sometimes, especially when they when they post back coming up to like uh, I go half in a bar and you know take it through. It is okay. hard though. I mean, David did it in the worlds, I think, but it's yeah. I mean, a lot of guys don't post that much, and I, I am wrestling probably not guys my own skill level, so maybe doing things a little bit easier. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, nine forty-four. Was- speaking of which, we'll end on a voicemail because Boondog. Oh. Called back in. Oh, and he's, got a, he's got a question from Ben. All right, Boondog, hit oh, it. Last question of the day. This is Boondog from Costa Rica. What does Ben think about Gable Steveson? Could Gable pin him in a chin and arm? Oh, wow. No, listen, Gable it might be the greatest heavyweight of all time. He can't pin any of these bumps. He surely can't pin me. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the only person he can pin is Luke Luffman. Who listen, he's been multiple times, times in his career, I don't know if I can take him down, but maybe he can't pin any of these dudes. He can't pin me. Man, I don't know. Gable gets the chin and arm. What if he starts with it? Yeah. Have you ever seen him use a chin and arm? He's probably like, what's this move? I only know snap downs <laughs> and, and go behinds and double legs and like normal good moves. I think he knows that. Listen, if you're a heavyweight, you got to know the chin and arm. Has he ever chin and armed anyone? I think that's how he won his uh, fourth or uh, Minnesota state title. Uh, well, Steve, I've so. never seen him use a chin and arm. I just I don't remember think the back clip. Hold on, I'm getting Mom. out. Hold on, four state title match. I've got it right here. I'm pretty sure he oh, just. Wow. Who's got the volume on now? <laughs> I actually thought I already cut the volume on. Oh my gosh, this poor kid. All right, we got it. We got an overtie snap. Chin and arm, right up straight over for the fourth title. Okay, fantasy equivalent to a Minnesota high school. Heavy You're, a <laughs> You're a dead man. You're a dead man. Hey, you uh, didn't win a single I'll, Minnesota I'll State title. Listen, I said I'm going to do it. I said no one's going to pin me for a chin and arm. Gable, you want to get together and you want to grab the chin and arm. I'm going to warm up a little bit for you. You ain't going to pin me. <laughs> All right. Put All right. it out there. Well, we'll have to see. Come to, You'll be at Final X New York uh, if he's there. Yeah. I don't want to wear him out for his finals match, though. Less Ooh. than a week to uh, decide. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. May the fourth be with us. All right. Cinco de Cuatro. Cinco de Cuatro. We'll see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will see you. Oh, I don't know. We will see you, though. <laughs> you will be seen. And you will see us. 
you'll see this guy in either Las Vegas or Acapulco, Mexico. Depending on where you are. Hope you guys enjoy the US Open. It started already, and it won't stop till Sunday. For David Bray, JD Raider, Ben Askren. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Watch a lot of US Open. We'll be there. Stay tuned. Goodbye.